follow up with you, Senator. To my knowledge, there's no active studies being backed by industry today. Anybody else know of industry commitments to, to back research, fund it, support it, to ascertain scientifically the health effect? No, I'm not aware of any. So there really is no research ongoing. We're kind of flying blind here so far as health and safety is concerned. Joining us on the summit today is YouTuber and YouTruther, uh, Dana Ashley. Dana, welcome to the summit. Thanks so much, Josh, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm just going to take this moment and share with our viewers a little bit about your background, and then we'll dive right in. Um, you have some very interesting, uh, powerful information and perspective and dot connecting, so really looking forward to this, this chat today. Dana Ashley is a leading YouTuber with over 100,000 subscribers and some compelling content in the arenas of 5G, 
wireless radiation, as well as spiritual prophecy and is considered a modern day watchman to her loyal base of viewers. With some of her videos exceeding a million views, her background in branding and publishing makes her content more di uh, a more digestible version of these harder to swallow topics. She combines her wealth of knowledge around the health and corporate propaganda, around health rather, and corporate propaganda with tact and humor and panache, I would say, in exposing harmful agendas and offers viewers a big picture perspective regarding the ultimate purpose for 5G. So um, I was checking out some of your YouTube, uh, your YouTube videos, which is just under your name, Dana Ashley. And um, what kind of response are you getting just in general, like, you know, d connecting the dots, bringing information about, you know, wireless, you know, weapons and 5G and, and all this information forward? Well, uh, overall, very positive, <laughs> which is kind of shocking, uh, very humbling. Um, I think mainly because I'm really no expert, unlike a lot of the people that you will have on your fantastic summit that I'm happy to be a part of. Um, but again, like you said, I'm more of a dot connector uh, between many subjects, more of a, you know, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. But, um, you know, even though I'm never the first to speak about the topics that I bring up, I think that perhaps they're working with people because I present things in a way that talks to a larger group. And I, I always want to assume that no one has any clue about anything that I'm speaking about. And I also assume that no one is taking a critical perspective of these issues. So I think that makes it have more shares because um, I'm like, for example, my video about the wireless warfare, um, you don't just come out and say, your cell phones are going to kill you. <laughs> you know, you have to, you have to say, well, so did, you know, has the government ever approved anything else before that has um, caused harm? Well, absolutely. Yes. What are the conflicts of interest that you so brilliantly, you know, brought out in your film about smart meters? What might the FCC have to gain by approving levels that are not safe for human beings? things like that. And, you know, can bought and paid for science happen? Most people don't want to believe that that's true. So when you sort of like set up all these reasons to actually motivate people to get critical in their thinking, because we're trained not to think critically in school. It's like, okay, multiple choice, which of these is the right one? We're, we're having children regurgitate what they're telling us is true rather than teaching people how to figure out truth for themselves. So I think people tend to project their own good natures onto those that run things. And unfortunately, although it's coming from a good part, it's not serving them ultimately. And so it's only from that perspective that you can start to talk to someone about how their most prized possession, you know, their cell phone could actually, or their Wi-Fi could actually hurt them. Otherwise, they're just going to go out and like cut and paste a study that is not independent science that supports their addiction to their technology. And believe me, I love technology. I'm no, I was a Wi-Fi hopper before all this started. So I, I get both sides. Um, but when you come at things from a logical perspective and you really break down that initial reason to question what you're saying, then not only is it well received, people tend to share it because then more, it'll speak to more people. So for that reason, I think it's, it's working out on the channel. Yeah. Well said. I, you mentioned about people projecting their good intentions onto others and then finding conf it confusing, like it literally just wondering how it could be that that this, um, you know, modality of psychopathy 
could be running a lot of these agendas. Like we don't understand that almost. So maybe we can get into that a little bit later in the conversation. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, on the, on the, on the source of that, on how that functions and how we can best respond to it. But for now, um, I'll ask you, how did you get into the subject of wireless uh, radiation health effects and all of this? Well, like you mentioned um, in the intro, I do have a background with, you know, exposing harder hitting truth for about 20 years now. I co-published a magazine in Seattle where we talked about fluoride and pesticides and the importance of organic food and kind of preaching to the choir up in Seattle about that. But, um, but even back then I was promoting things that are like questioning what could be the alternative reasons why 11 might not be the story they were selling us. And this was like before you know, we knew that there were no weapons of mass destruction. So although I've been sort of into this critical way of looking at things for a long time, I also had a background with health and detoxing and fasting and uh, questioning these mainstream beliefs. I never knew that eventually all this knowledge would help me understand this big picture perspective about the real plan behind 5D, which we'll get into later, but it absolutely does. But as for the wireless part, like I said, I was a Wi-Fi hopper. I love my cell phone, which, you know, I still have it for, you know, certain things, but it stays on airplane mode a lot of the time. Being a new um, editor uh, with the YouTube channel, what happened was I became way more bombarded with these frequencies, having my laptop in my lap. It actually started to impact my health. And having been in the health world for so long, I was very, very disappointed with myself for not having figured this out sooner. I mean, I only figured this out like, like September of last year. Wow. And yeah. And so, um, being a researcher, once I did start realizing, wow, I've had migraines for exactly the same number of years that I've had Wi-Fi, and, you know, I'm very healthy. And I, that was one thing I just couldn't rid in my life. And I have not had a migraine since getting rid of my Wi-Fi at this point. So when you see these fantastic uh, studies that are out there that are not getting traction. I mean, there was no stopping me with regards to yelling from the, you know, treetops for, to help other people. Cause ultimately that's, that's really my motivation is, um, I see so many people suffering and we see the epidemic of the addiction to the phones. And so we just have to let people know. That's sort of how it came about. It was from actually getting brain fog and not being able to think straight anymore. And then ever since I've hardwired everything, everything is kind of back to normal. So that's good. Wow. So Dana, we had, as you know, Dr. Klinghardt is part of the summit. He talked brilliantly about metals and the connection between autism, early onset Alzheimer's, and Alzheimer's and just neuro, neurological conditions in general. But, um, and I want to have you talk about the heavy metals, but before I do, I just want to let the viewer know that in the last few minutes of this, we're going to get into your specific mitigation strategies and solutions, health, detox, you know, what you can do to protect your family and your home. So, so just wanted to let the viewer know that, but please tell us what you know about heavy metals, what you, you've researched and, and the conclusions you've come to. Right. So um, uh, knowing about the metals plays into what I learned before learning about the wireless. And so um, with my previous uh, knowledge base about health, you know, I've been through many different perspectives about what causes true health. Um, back in the day, it was all about the food. You know, your fuel has to be clean. And even though, you know, I'm living an organic life, uh, surrounded by all these people who take their health very seriously, you know, flex oil on everything. Everything was like totally um monitored and 
as clean a food as you could get, basically. And yet I'm still looking around and I went through a vegetarian streak as well, which I'm not saying I recommend now, but anyway, I, I, I'm looking around and I'm still seeing people that are really sick, even though they're, they're really taking time to do things right. And um, through going some of my own sort of mild health issues, I learned the benefits of detoxing and fasting. And these are incredible things that you can do for your body. Um, learning how to clean the liver. I mean, who knows that your liver can be cleaned? I mean, I cured myself of all kinds of amazing things by these kinds of fasts and detoxes. Yet still, um, some health issues persist throughout all these things. And so over like maybe the last four years, I've really been into and comprehending the importance and interplay of metals in our health. And I've since discovered how to actually find out if you have metal issues, which pretty much all do, but some have harder time getting rid of them than others. And that's what's going to determine more sensitivity. But just a little anecdotal, you know, story about like how metals can impact the health of the body. So, um, a lot of doctors will, very few doctors will like say, well, candida is the problem for your fatigue and your thrush and your UTIs and your sinus infection and joint pain. Like they'll want to look at the symptoms rather than, wow, candida is actually causing all of this stuff. But, um, fewer people understand that it's actually candida is trying to act as a buffer between the mercury in your body. So back in my, you know, vegetarian healthy days, everybody was cutting out sugar for like a year, like not even a piece of fruit, but then um, they eat one apple again and it comes back. And so seeing these sort of trial and error types of situations, I realized that, wow, once they got rid of their mercury, they could eat the apples and fruits and things and it wasn't an issue. So now we know through amazing people like Dr. Chris Exley, who has, uh, you know, dissected the brains of adults and found with Alzheimer's and found aluminum in them. And we know that um, through his recent ability to get some, um, some children who unfortunately passed away from autism and open up their brains and see they're full of aluminum. And then we coincide that into the wireless thing, which when you just look at the studies, you know that in the 70s, Dr. Alan, I don't know if he's a doctor, but he's a military researcher, Alan Fry proved that RF frequencies open up the blood-brain barrier. Well, hello. I mean, this makes perfect sense why we have young people who are having MS and Parkinson's and these issues that usually don't happen until the brain has deteriorated, you know, deteriorated over many, many years. And so, yeah, this is absolutely and totally directly impacted by the metals and in, in conjunction with the wireless. But if you talk to your doctor about heavy metals, you know, at best, they'll probably laugh, laugh it off, or they might, you know, give you a blood test, which has no bearing on your health because the blood has to be at a perfect pH. And so it's going to tuck those metals away as quickly as possible. You know, it's, if, if you've been exposed in the like the last three days, okay. But what we're looking for is accumulation of metals in the body. So, so yeah, I mean, this is basically what I've been looking at and People may think, well, I don't have metals in the body. What, where, do, where would I have metals? But let's just take a look at that. So we have fluoride, which few realize actually acts as a metal in the body and it accumulates in the, uh, the pineal gland in the brain. And then, you know, do you know that Hitler used it on his uh, folks in Germany to sort of like bring them more plasticity to them as he was doing his thing? Um, when you look at your toothpaste and it says, warning, do not swallow, 
that's because it has fluoride in it. It's the fluoride that makes it toxic. So that's one example. Of course, mercury, you know, if you have a silver amalgam filling, you're basically tucking away one of the most harmful uh, elements in the planet into the soft tissue of your skull. And every time you breathe in, especially with the warm liquid, it is going into your body. Crazy. It's crazy what, you know, medicine has done. Um, then aluminum. We're bombarded with aluminum through what we cook with, tin foil, pots and pans. We put it in our armpits where the stuff's supposed to be coming out. Instead, it's, it's going in. Then, of course, I won't get too much into the vaccine thing, but as you probably know, have a ton of aluminum and still some mercury in them and the flu shot and things like that. Rolades, you know, times people have bad stomach aches from the food they're eating, they just throw some aluminum on there. It'd be, we just don't know because no one tells us that this stuff is dangerous. So, and then, you know, again, stratospheric engineering, we know that there's, it's totally declassified now. It's no longer denied. There are nanoparticles of aluminum, barium, titanium coming in our sky. So yes, we all have it. It's just, we got to ask, well, why in the world do they want us so chock full of metals? You know, Dr. Klinghart, like you said, I was thrilled to find him because he's one of the few doctors and he is very effectively uh, getting rid of MS, autism, all kinds of really crazy things. People have seen 36 different doctors before they come to him and they're hopeless and he, you know, helps them get rid of their their issues. And one of the first things he has them do is turn off their wireless and then he checks for their metals. So I am very excited to find a real doctor who's doing the work and who's uh, pointing out the same things that I kind of came to in my, my own research. It's very exciting. Great. <clears throat> Another really powerful talk on the summit is uh, Martin Paul. I, uh, the second part uh, of my talk with Martin, he gets into five key areas of wireless and health. And one of them is includes very early onset Alzheimer's which you mentioned, this, this problem of, um, you know, millennials and, and even uh, younger, you know, and, and gets into the science about how that's being caused. Um, very powerful, very daunting interview, but, but just the, it, we need to know, right? We, actually, we, we absolutely need to know what's going on. And so you mentioned kind of some different agendas, that, which are all um, harmful um, and been shown to be harmful. And also, if you look at just specifically microwave radiation science, back, I mean, back in the 70s, there were thousands of published studies that in all indicated harm. You know, the U.S. Navy and Zori Glazer and like governments knew this. And we're still, 40 years later, being being told that we need more science, the science is inconclusive, you know, all this stuff. So I just want to, just like, let's like dive into the next level here. Um, is this being done on purpose is there an agenda that is that is being done on purpose to cause a negative effect in human beings and if so why and if and if so what kind of negative effects from your perspective yeah that is a big one <laughs> and it's hard not to look at um things that have been going on for many many decades that seem to have prepared uh their footing in the situation we find ourselves in now. And on that front of the metals, one thing that's important and that will help people to understand how to combat this when we talk about how to undo this monster is let's think back to the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, how all of the farming started switching into this industrial farming. And what did we find through that? Well, uh, they basically went to sources of food that were subpar in such a striking way that it is 
and unbelievable. Um, as a young girl, we would go get our milk from an actual dairy farm. And um, we would see the girls lined up getting milked and there would be a big stainless steel vat and we would take our clean glass container and, you know, open it up. And I still shake my almond milk today because we, you know, he had cream on the top of our milk. And um, that man was a very rich man from being a farmer. And my mom was very upset to find out that the government paid him more money to stop producing milk than he made as a farmer. Now, why on earth would we do that? You know, just let's just be logical for a minute. Okay, let's maybe subsidize the, the, the people who are doing good. Um, but no, we're subsidizing the ones who are making hormone-laden, full of toxin, pasteurized milk that is not a food. And we are putting the ones out of business that are. And it's hard to not like question, that doesn't seem right, you know? And then you look at uh, not only the, so the over-farming, what has that done? You have to eat eight apples today to get what one apple used to get you. Um, Non-GMO corn had uh, 6,130 parts per million of calcium, while GMO corn has 14. That is 437 times more calcium. So what we're seeing is a complete stripping of the minerals of the food supply, which it, it sounds like, oh, well, maybe that's just, you know, maybe that's just because they're trying to save money. But when you look at how this plays into with the heavy metals that they have been introducing, once you are depleted of the minerals that you have, your body becomes like a sponge for the toxic heavy metals that they are putting in its place. And when you look at uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff's phenomenal work on glyphosate and how she proved that glyphosate not only attacks specific strains of probiotics, um, but it also drains minerals from the body and it delivers aluminum directly to the brain. It's like, what? How is this possible? So how does this add to the 5G agenda? You know, what would metals in the body do? Let's just think about it from a logical perspective. From the earliest form of capturing radio frequencies, like when we had a radio back in the 80s, what did we do? We pulled up the big metal antenna and we captured the radio waves that are going through the air, right? So if the TV wasn't working right, we'd get out the foil and, you know, like put it on there and make it work better. So metals act as an antenna for these frequencies. They just do. And we can see what aluminum does in a microwave <laughs> as a very dramatic example of, of what happens. So just exactly how could they use these frequencies in 5G more powerfully is the question. How, are they going to be able to directly manipulate our emotions? I mean, we know that emotions do have frequencies to them. Um, it's all to be determined, unfortunately. But my emphasis is let's get the metals out of our body now, uh, sooner than later, because the more that we get out now, the less likely we are able to become EMF sensitive and, you know, detectable by this um, stuff in the future. Okay, so it's probably being done on purpose to, to, to dumb us down. Is that your conclusion? <laughs> well, like you said, when you consider that our very own military had already done extensive research with the magnetic fields by the time 1970 rolled out, um, we know that the a few minutes exposure, a few minutes exposure to 900 millihertz or yeah, what's it called megahertz frequencies, it opens up the blood-brain barrier, and that just happens to be the frequency that we choose to 
run our cordless phones in the 90s, you know, our military has an electrical warfare department. We should ask those guys if, you know, microwave and millimeter wave frequencies are harmful, right? And if you think about the 2.4 gigahertz uh, frequency in particular, um, that's the one that's used for almost everything, right? Wi-Fi, uh, routers, cordless phones, baby monitors. You realize that that's the frequency that you don't have to have a license to use. So they knew that whatever frequency they picked would be bombarding human beings. It just so happens that that's one of the most harmful frequencies to the human body. And I take a guess who was the company that was responsible for choosing that frequency. It actually was a particular company, and that company's name is Raytheon, hmm. a military defense contractor. So this is military-grade, it's weaponry. That's just what it is. And the t last, last thing, I'll give you an example of a, do they know, do they know, right? Um, I had a Special Ops Navy guy come on my show. Um, he had worked with the DHS, CIA, other federal high-end agencies. He contacted me about his specific knowledge around the millimeter wave. And he was stationed in an international airport overseeing Homeland Security. Who's this? Can you say the name? I can't. Okay. <laughs> he was, he was, he had sm small children and he was, Okay. yeah, he, he, but anyway, he did go into a lot of detail on the video. I do have it up, but anyway, he had a lot of, um, uh, training around milli uh, millimeter and uh, microwave frequencies because he was a counter specialist. So he knew how to like, um, detect bombs and get bombs from the airport and he knew what would set things off and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, on this airport, um, he was a couple steps under the four star general that was in charge of the DHS. And through his time in the airport, he and a team of other guys discovered, I mean, because they have access to all these studies that you're talking about. And um, they're like, wait a minute, these millimeter wave machines, which by the way, when you go to an airport and you got your hands up and you're being scanned, that is a millimeter wave technology in action. Okay. They figured out, wow, this is not only dangerous to the people who are walking through here in high doses, but these people who are standing next to these things, they're going to, this is bad. So they put together a very thorough report uh, detailing all of the previous, you know, scientific studies that we know about it that exist. Not, they're not hard to find. You just have to look for them. But, um, they took this and they got um, a meeting with this general and he told them to stand down. He told them that uh, they are to not talk about this anymore, that they should not tell the employees what they have discovered. And their team that uh, found this was immediately uh, disbanded and separated so that they wouldn't be doing any work like this anymore. So, you know, do they know? Yeah, they know. <laughs> you, and you had another interview with a um, a Department of Homeland Security employee, right? Or is that the same? Is that the same piece where she was talking about her process, what she uncovered, and, and well, so forth. what happened was is this man saw that interview. It was a person who worked at the airport and who had stood next to these machines day in and day out, and she came down with horrifying uh, neurological conditions, and she watched over 30 people in her vicinity die of cancer in, in the very short period of time 
miscarriages, all kinds of things. And so he felt so guilty, I think, because he'd been carrying that around with him for so long. Um, he decided to come out and tell me his side of the story as well to kind of like, look, some of us are trying to get the word out. You know, there are people on the inside that may even know that this is going on, but there are people above them that are not going to let this stop, it seems. So people that are around these technologies that are noticing and they're questioning and they don't know what to do, they have the information, they feel overwhelmed. What can they do? What can somebody do who's on the inside and, and either an employee or an executive who knows? Like, can they contact you on this, for example, or what can people do? <laughs> well, um, I'm happy to be a voice for people who want to get truth out. You know, that's a huge part of, I didn't think that I would be getting into this aspect of things. Again, I've only been into this since like September. Um, but I now consider this as one of the most phenomenally, I mean, like, like you said, this, this is, this is warfare and it's against the people and it's like, it's like a eugenics program. I mean, we can get into that a little bit. Like when we talk about the ultimate plan of what this is really all about. You know? well, well, let's let's talk about that. I mean, some of our viewers have done their own research and have looked at things like so this monolith in Georgia that 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 talks about called the Georgia Guidestones as one example, right? Right. And this stuff is it's amazing how it's not woo woo anymore. It's just like it's just you know people are learning that it's not what we thought. So this one you know a monolith that nobody knows how it got there, and it talked about depopulating to you know a half a billion people or or whatever. Um, we know that Martin Paul, one of his five things is sterility that he gets into his part uh, two of his, of his, of his uh, talk, I, I believe, if I remember correctly. That is a huge one. Um, there's so much science around wireless causing sterility. Talk about that uh, a little bit more. Like what, what's the connection and what do you, what do you see? Is there a depopulation going on? Yeah, this is a this is a big long answer, but and you know I'm I'm by no means the 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 best one to speak about this, but I'll, I'll do my best and um, just kind of give you my opinion on this. I mean, because I'm not a scientist like a lot of your other guests, I have more liberty to speculate. I suppose I have no reputation to tarnish, so to speak. But uh, you know, you did an excellent job in your film, um, "Take Back Your Power." Uh, revealing that not a lot of sense, that, that, that those things don't make a lot of sense. They are incredibly harmful. They are prone to fires. They're less secure. So they're, they're able to be hacked by outside influences. Nothing makes sense about them except that they are designed to surveil energy use of homes, right? They, they are designed to, to, you know, look at every single thing. When we have our fridge open, they're going to know you know? And so I really think that the ultimate plan of 5G is along those very same lines. Now, this is my opinion again. So it, people like Patrick Wood, who I believe you have on and James Corbett are, are probably much better, more eloquent at this, but, you know, I'll use a quote from one of the elites themselves. Um, and guy named Zbigny Brzezinski in a book from 1970. He was a very powerful global strategist. He, he worked on the right and the left. And that's how you know what these real agendas are. They're trying to divide us right against left. That is just smoke and mirrors. That is to keep us against each other rather than looking at the important issues. 5G is the important issue. And so uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski said in a book he wrote in 1969, okay, the technotronic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Such a society would be dominated by an elite unrestrained by traditional values. Soon, it would be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance 
over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. These files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. This is from the book Between Two Ages, America's Role in Technotronic Era. Now, remember, in 1969, we, had, we didn't have the fax machine yet. This man was speaking about something that is absolutely happening right now. It sounds very 1984. Most people won't want to accept this, and they knew that. So they had to create a way to sell this grab for power to us. And I feel fortunate that these people like to brag in their books and that they're available to us because, you know, some people have the time to look through these and figure out what their plans are. Because in another book called The Club of Rome, The First Global Revolution, they admit exactly how they plan to do it. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. So in designing them as the enemy, we fall into the trap of making symptoms to causes, but all these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through the changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself. So there they are admitting that they're going to use this global warming, global catastrophe, you know, fear tactic to, to sell us a bill of goods. Now, this... What, what do you notice today besides all the AI programming that is just everywhere? You, you see all this messaging, and I'm a PR person, I'm a branding person, so I pay attention to it, about climate change. It's, it's, it's constant. It's, it's in every movie. It's in TV. It's in everything. Everything, little thing they're going to blame on climate change. So they kind of are talking about humans as though they're the virus of the planet. And I see it in the comment YouTube comment section all the time. People say that. But it seems like a kind of a reach, but what this really comes down to is that there are deep connections between the same powerful groups and families that have already accumulated the, the world's resources. Big oil is being pushed. The, the same people who ran big oil are the same people who are now that are behind climate change, which doesn't make sense. But what when you look at what you just mentioned um, that uh, Martin Paul talks about, it's eugenics, right? And so I didn't know because they don't teach you this in school, but in the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was a movement called the American Eugenics Movement. And it was very, very popular. And they considered it a scientific solution for social problems. I mean, they, most of us assimilate that with like Hitler, right? When, when he was, you know, all behind that. But America did it first, guys. So this was started by the cousin to Charles Darwin, who was called uh, Francis Scotland, and he, Gotland, he coined the term, eugenics means well and born together. So uh, basically, he was an American biologist, and he expanded, oh, Charles Davenport, I'm sorry, expanded on uh, Galton's work. Now, they taught basically that good traits are passed down. So we must encourage those with good traits to reproduce. And, and this ultimately, though, led to the sterilization of those who do not have the good traits. But the problem is that they believed criminality, imbecility, poor, being poor, or even being a liar was considered a genetic trait. So in the 1800s, even as recently as the 70s, states were performing forced sterilization in the science of eugenics. Okay, Now, here's the crazy part. Charles Davenport's eugenic work was funded by none other than the Carnegie Institution 
and the Rockefeller Foundation. They helped bring the science into America. And I bring that up because they are the very same people that are promoting the climate change rhetoric today. It sounds good. Yeah, let's leave the climate. I mean, I love my planet. Okay, guys, I'm a tree hugger. All right. But this is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And we have to understand that. Today, the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? It sounds so good. Right. But they're the same lineage of people who are moving us towards an energy-based economy. Now, that energy-based economy is going to surveil the spending of every single thing. I would, how far did it take your egg to travel to you? Well, you're going to pay. It's not going to be in dollars anymore. It's going to be an energy, like sort of like an energy unit that you get, right? And you can't go over that, right? This is total and complete imprisonment. And Although it sounds good, it's all about surveillance, and they cannot do it without the 5G grid. They just can't. Nothing else makes sense about it. The science is killing us, just like the smart meters, but they need that to be able to surveil on individual and to be able to have, if everything will have an RFID chip, they'll know what you buy, what kind of water you're using, what kind of, you know, if you're using gas or whatever, it'll all be added up. Now, I personally think that. Ultimately, this will end up with um, taking a mark on your hand or head that will enable you to buy or sell. I think that there, would, there will need to be a final linchpin in this entire system. To force uh, compliance. Yeah. It, it'll be, I mean, a lot of this stuff is ha happening to us without our permission, but I do believe that there will be one final linchpin that will sort of bring all of their pieces together. Yeah. And so just, uh, you know, being... Uh, open about it. Some people, when they hear that, will think, well, that's just, you know, biblical, um, you know, um, fear-mongering or religiosity or whatever. But but when you think about it, I, you kind of see how the dots are, are coming together and you see how, you know, maybe there's some, some truth or at least um, a very clear call for us to be aware of what could be coming down the pike in terms of you know, people that have had visions of, of a, a potential future. Now, in Take Back Your Power, I talk about, uh, you know, more than 5,000 patents have been suppressed in the name of national security, meaning corporate security. Um, and and it's, it's just so obvious. I mean, many of those are to do with energy production, let's say, and then actually solving the problem, whether it's, whether it's real or not, actually solving the problem of like carbon emissions from burning oil and, and you know, petroleum-based based fuels, like actually solving the problem. Technologies are available, but they've been suppressed. This is common knowledge and it's not, you know, really doubtable anymore to anyone that looks into it. So it's it, what, you know, what you say about everything really hangs on you know, climate change and their Orwellian 5G grid energy-based economy solution that is both energy-driven and data-driven to foment this total control grid, it, it really makes sense. So when we see this kind of thing, you know, um, with very strong evidence and it's just people waking up and going through this process that involves, you know, processing a lot of fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is this is like I mean it's like a existential crisis that uh, that 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 humanity a, a increasing portion of humanity is going through. What would you say? Like, do you have any 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 tips or um, you know what could people do with these fears that are coming up and, and as a result of this being becoming aware and processing this kind of information? 
Yeah, it, it's it's a tough one. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, um, I was made a little differently. I kind of, um, when I learn about something, I stare at square in the face and I can't wait to tell everyone, but I can tell by other people's responses to some of the things that I say that that's, that's not how it's impacting them. So we each have our role in, in how this unfolds and being true to our own uh, conscience, unlike these people and what they are doing, you know, um, it's a lot, you know, you, you get, you get presidents who promise, Oh, Obama promised no lobbyists, you know, and all these people keep making these promises. Then you see that he appoints a FDA commissioner who's the daughter of two American eugenics society directors, you know, Margaret Hamburg with the Carnegie Corporation father and a Rockefeller Foundation position on the CFR, you know, like who has time to look all this stuff up? But when you do find it out, and it is scary, I, I want to first say that, you know, just fact, I mean, fear is how the enemy manipulates us, right? And so a lot of us are kind of full of fear um, from this, you know, fake news fear and like this story and that story and the things that they focus on. And, you know, so there's an actual form of mind control that is based only breaking down the consciousness through using fear. And so I understand people are just kind of over it, you know? It's like people have gotten numb to the machines because it's just so hard to look at and comprehend, right? But, you know, at the same time, um, we, we're not allowing the fear to be used to manipulate us, but, and I know that it helps bring up these feelings of helplessness, but I would encourage people to just take the knowledge and understand that this is, I'm aiming to make people more informed for their decisions about the future. That is all that this is about in my, in my perspective. I mean, I've been called a fear monger before and I want to say, well, are you being a fear monger when you do a tornado drill? You know what I mean? It's like the prophets in the Bible spoke about kind of bad things that are coming. You know, Jesus did too. I mean, does that make them fear mongers or is it because it's coming from a loving, uh, you know, a creator who wants to prepare you for these things. And so, if you knew a hurricane was coming to your best friend's house in Florida, but he had no TV or radio, are you just going to, you know, you're going to go tell him because you love him. So we have to learn to discern between, you know, the fear that is trying to manipulate us versus the fear that we really need to be able to face and do something about, you know, I personally think that there's going to be purpose in this tribulation. That's how I see it. And I think that ultimately this is about, finding faith in God in the eye of the storm. I, I believe deeply in speaking about these deeds of darkness. And I also believed in our ability to, to be protected through this. Um, that might come because you figure out that you can squirt water mist in front of the 5G antenna and it will be absorbed in the water mist. It could be because, you know, someone decides to have part target practice against their small cell, or it could be that God tells you to move, you know, but we have to have faith in a bigger plan in all this and not let us break down and just do nothing. We have a job here and that is to, to connect to God and to be shown what to do. But if we're just kind of being distracted by the world, which is believe me exactly what the enemy wants, uh, there are uh, thousands of uh, options to turn on the internet or TV that they're hoping very much that you don't take a role in this. And that is absolutely not what you want to do. That's how the magician works, right? He has you look at this hand while the other hand is doing something else. So that's what's happening with this. They're having you fight about Trump 
rather than looking at the real issue, which is the one that I'm very happy that you're taking the time to to tell people about. So you have a, a, a biblical perspective, right? Um, you and I have talked before this, and, and um, it's not, I, I wouldn't say, like, you and Christianity have your differences. I would say you're more sort of open-minded than religious Christianity, um, but uh, which I, you know, can, can say I've experienced that a lot in my life. Um, so talk about, I mean, with all that's going on, as part of this, like, awakening process, we, I was talking with a friend about this the other day, like, we, we start to question, you know, is, is the idea of a benevolent creator real you know is how can how can there be uh, a god who is good and all this is happening on the planet to our neighbors kids to even our own family or maybe even oneself um which is basically can be nothing but evil or death or or you know how come that exists if you know how do you how do you how do you um reconcile your belief in a, a good creator with what we see yeah, that was something I never would have known about. Um, first of all, my background was very much in the new age. I've been in the new age, um, sort of just love each other. And we got to evolve out of this kind of way of looking at things. And I, I try to be a good person and all of that. And I was very against Christianity, actually. Um, and ironically, it's from comprehending this deep evil that exists that led me to its opposite. And I did not want to believe in inherent evil. I did not want to believe in the truth of the Bible at all. But the, the crazy thing is that it actually all talks about this. And it talks about the world as a place that, you know, Jesus said, this is not my kingdom right before they killed him. Um, so I was, that was shocking to me. I thought, well, this is, you know, God gives everyone free will even the bad folks. But the thing is, is that we become so attached to this life as though it is all that is, right? And Jesus talked a lot about not doing that. He talked about the kingdom of God at, being at hand. And so, you know, this is a call to, I don't know how familiar you are with the scripture, but the one that resonates with me and from what I can see in your work, you are certainly living by it. And that is have no fellowship with the fruitness deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's what I'm doing. And it's what you're doing. And, you know, it's, it's what I have to hold on to in this. And I know this is not his kingdom, although I love this place <laughs> and I plan to fight for it as long as I can, but it's ultimately not, it's not my ultimate and end all. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say like, and just for the viewer, I mean, some of these uh, talks on on the the summit are going into things beyond the science and engaging at a soul level and hope hopefully you guys find value in this because we're we're having different perspectives even different spiritual perspectives and you know energy and soul and things like that so um so so thank and thank you for yours dana so just talking about you're maybe like the you know the the resident prophet i guess on on the on the summit maybe not i don't know okay but but is there just just kind of maybe finishing up this part of the conversation what can you tell us about is there any prophecy within scriptures or within spiritual traditions or whatever that you know about that could be potentially relating to this you know what we're facing at, at this time sure with sure. five with five with in terms of like 5g and the kind of the technocratic you know iot and specifically 
Um, so yeah, that was another kind of a crazy thing, um, regarding, um, the truth of the Bible, which I did not want to believe in. Right. So you asked about, um, prophecy and 5g and how it rolls out. So the funny thing is that, you know, in times talks a lot about uh, famine and pestilence. And uh, Jesus specifically warned in Matthew 24 uh, and Revelation seals that unfold, all right, three and four specifically talk about uh, famine and pestilence. Now, there are seven seals in Revelation that sort of uh, talk about the, you know, unfolding of these crazy days, right? So my interpretation is that the first, second, and fourth seal describe what happens to the world as it is in the hands of these evil men that we are witnessing right now. It talks about war. It talks about civil unrest. There's one line where Jesus says nation will rise against nation. And most people think, well, that's a war of a country against a country. But in fact, when you look at the Greek, it means uh, ethnos against ethnos, which is the racial tension that we are absolutely seeing happen right now in a crazy degree. So, but back to like the pestilence aspect of things specifically in 5G, I was again, very happy you had on Dr. Klinghart. He's one of the few people I've come across that talks about um, this ability of the RF and microwave frequencies to impact these pathogens and mold, for example, in really negative ways. So he found out through an experiment um, with an associate that the production of biotoxins in a mold culture went up more than 600 times with exposure to the RF fields. Uh, it seems like they were perturbed by the RF fields. And so they kind of like to, in order to um, exist, they, they come out really, really strongly, and which is not good for us, obviously. I found a NASA document from 1970, basically that it was called, there's chapter six, and this is basically a document that goes into hundreds, if not thousands of different studies and proving why the RF waves are bad. It basically says this, the nature of the organism's interaction with agents of infection changes sharply when humans and experimental animals are irradiated with electromagnetic waves in the radio band. They admit that it causes a resistance to microorganisms in the human being. They talk about that it's going to aggravate infectious processes such as tuberculosis of the lungs. And it talks about on page 94 that there is now no doubt that microwaves exert an influence on the vital activity of bacteria and other single-celled organisms. So what we're doing is not only harmful to the humans, but it's actually in enabling the pathogens and the microbes and the bacteria to go crazy. <laughs> and so when you think about that and you think about uh, pestilence, I mean, you know, what is pestilence, right? It is a fatal epidemic disease. And back in the day, it was bubonic plague, right? Which came from a bacteria. And so what we're doing is we're actually enabling this prophecy to come true by allowing these untested frequencies on, on these different things. There's another one with um, a millimeter wave, particularly says, um, the changing properties of the millimeter wave affected bacteria. Peer-reviewed research demonstrates that the millimeter wave radiation not only affects human cells, but will result in the growth of multi-drug resistant bacteria. I mean, how much have we heard about that lately? That's already happening. And so, yeah, pestilence is 
definitely tied into what we see happening um, in in scripture. And then, of course, there's famine, which you've probably done some work about bees and how the colony collapse disorder is totally something that's never previously been observed before. And we know that when they put cell phones near the beehives, they don't come back and different types of things like that. But um, I found a couple days ago, I found a patent for a pesticide that used millimeter wave frequencies as the form of extermination. Okay, so that particular patent used the 24 gigahertz frequency. That is a millimeter band wave. And on my birthday, March 14th, the FCC auctioned off that frequency to almost 3,000 different companies to use who knows for what. But we're talking about that frequency that is now going to be used all over and that we know kills bugs, which, you know, some people don't like bugs, but, you know, bugs feed songbirds. Bugs are part of the food, food chain. And when we think about those starlings that fell from the sky in the Netherlands, right, I, I, I was looking into that whenever I got into this. And I, I realized, you know, you know, when you look at the birds that all kind of move together like a swarm, those are starlings right? Those birds have to use magnetic fields in order to do those kind of maneuvers. So these birds that fell had a very highly sophisticated use of magnetic fields, right? So it makes sense that that would be the kind of bird that's going to like fall out of the sky during a 5G test. And unlike termites in this insecticide, bees also use sophisticated uh, magnetic fields in order to know when to come back and, and things like that. So yeah, you know, it definitely plays into prophecy whenever you study what is said that it's coming. And so we just have to be aware of these things. And again, it's not to, 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 to be fearful, but it's to be prepared. It's to, you know, listen to your inner guidance and intuition and conscience about the decisions that you're going to make as this stuff rolls out. You could say that, you know, those kind of doing these harmful programs, their agendas, are counting on us to, to be apathetic or distracted or too engaged in the supposed benefits and the, you know, um, the, the, the features or the, con, con, the convenience factor. And I want to talk about that in terms of like, let's go into solutions now, what people can do. You know, if they're counting on us to be apathetic and if, if there's so much evidence to indicate they're so fearful of this truth coming out that they're censoring left, right, and center, um, you know, what, what can people do to, to uh, you know, as, a, as an effective response in general, you could say? Um, and then I want to get into protecting their home because you have some very insightful device, uh, um, insight there as well. And then also on the health Level. If you just want to get in now, now too, as we kind of move towards wrapping up, what can people do? And this this um, overcoming kind of the the programmed response of of just um, checking out or not trying to cause change or just apathy that we're seeing. Yes. Well, it's all about that, right? I mean, so um, which is why I'm very excited that you're doing the summit, and I was very happy to be a part of it because the type of people that you're bringing together makes it very easy for people to share this information with others. And one, maybe someone can, you know, pick their favorite speakers that really spoke to to their needs, and then um, pass that on to other people and let them, you know, 
partake of the knowledge because this is all about that. You're not going to get this on the news. You're not going to get this on any kind of uh, mainstream outlet at all. And in fact, it's even, it's being suppressed as you know, in Facebook and all these other things. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of things I've, I've, I've been doing myself and been trying to learn about with regards to how to better mitigate this stuff. Um, but the important thing is to just spread the word because for me, when we know that the impacts of microwave radiation have particular effects. We know it causes headaches and migraines, like my, like it gave me. We know it causes the inability to sleep. It's a huge one. It causes racing, fluttering heart, inability to focus, like a concentration, dizziness, or vertigo. That's happening to so many people right now, and they're just like, I have vertigo. No, you have exposure to microwave radiation. But if people don't know that, how are they going to do anything about it? Um, and then there's even things like nosebleeds. I was at my daughter's elementary school, and these kids are walking in with nosebleeds out of nowhere. They're in their little room with all these Wi-Fi. You know, there's like 36 computers on in the room, and they're with nosebleeds, and some kids are passing out. And these people at the schools are like, I don't know why these kids are having these headaches all the time. Well, I can tell you exactly why. I can tell you exactly why. So we need to know, you know, your kid's not just trying to get out of school. They're, they're dealing with microwave radiation. And then there's the emotional stuff, which is an absolute, you know, talk about pandemic, uh, anxiety, depression, suicidal tendencies, even studies proving that microwave frequencies cause cutting amongst teens. These studies are out there. And so we just think all oh, kids are just kids are just kids. Oh, it's just the millennials they're suffering. They're suffering from radiation. And so this is really important to let people know what the, what the, what these potential impacts are so we can correctly diagnose it and do something about it. Now going down the road, you let it keep, you you let it keep going and then you're going to be dealing with, you know, MS, ALS, Lou Gehrig's, Alzheimer's, autism is exacerbated, all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about backing up and how can we, you know, become less, uh, impacted by this. Again, it's those metals, right? But the first thing I want to say, let's make sure that our resting time, the sleep time, is absolutely a time when you can rest and regenerate. That is one of the most important things that all of the scientists talk about, right? And so I personally, I have kill switches in my bedroom for not only, I don't have Wi-Fi at all, um, that obviously you got to get rid of all of the, um, the frequencies at night for sure. But even during the day in your own home, it should really be a dead zone. It's a pain to get those wires set up at first, but then you're done. And then it's just like, it's just like technology, like you had it before. You know, um, most people don't realize even your cell phone, there are little plugs, little RJ45 adapters. You can be on your phone like you always have, but you, you just have these, see if I have one around here, these little adapters that you can just put right in your phone and they just plug right into the bottom of it. And that, and that goes right into the ethernet cable and you can still be on your phone on airplane mode safely. So we want to eradicate the excess uh, microwave radiation that we're dealing with now. We're going to replace our Wi-Fi with hardwire. We're going to have our phones on hardwire at home and never let your kid be walking around with their, you know, cell phones on them. This all has to be downloaded in advance. Okay. So obviously we're going to work on that. Now your sleeping time has to be as a dead zone in terms of microwave frequencies. And unfortunately, you know, buying a meter is really one of the only ways you can really tell what's going on, you know, and I, I didn't want to invest in one myself, you know, but you have to, you know, and so now I've used it to help a lot of other people. And so it becomes a way that you can not only get your own house clean, but you can help other people out too. There, the price is really down pretty long those. For example, my, my printer 
was Wi-Fi, um, was hardwired, but I didn't know by having it plugged in, it was putting out a signal all the time. But because I only ever used the wire, I didn't know that unless I, until I had that meter and I saw and I was able to track it down. So the meters really are kind of, um, kind of important if you we, we recommend this uh, Cornet device here. It's a tri-field meter, so it does the uh, low frequency or ELF and magnetic field and, and wireless. But there's there's like the acoustometer, there's safe living technologies with a little tiny little unit. There's there's so many uh, for under two hundred dollars that will that will show you visually that helps not only you but it helps you share the information and, and communicate this because we're sensory beings, right? And some of them even have a sound effect. So just encourage everyone watching to, to check in and, and really consider getting a meter and and as part of your process of cleaning up your home and protecting your family. So Dana, what else? Yeah. So, and again, you can use it not only for yourself or others. So it really, really is a helpful thing. Um, so then you're going to, and I, I'm sure people already know that cordless phones are also like having a cell tower. You don't, you want to have old school cords, uh, you know, like the old days I had to teach my daughter how to like listen for a dial tone and all that. So um, there's that. And then once you get rid of, kind of get a clean environment in your home, then you're going to start working on ridding the body of heavy metals if possible. And the first thing you want to do is start add, stop adding more uh, uh, of these metals needlessly. So again, things like that aluminum deodorant, fluoride in the toothpaste, you don't ever want to get a flu shot, people. Please don't ever just don't. <laughs> There's a ton of mercury in that thing, and it usually makes people more sick than better. Um, if you do have mercury in your teeth and you are able to invest in getting that out, don't just go to a normal dentist to do that. They do not know because they are taught that amalgam was safe. Um, you can wind up hurting yourself more than helping yourself. You want to go to an IAOMT certified dentist and they can help you safely get it out because you know this mercury in a wi-fi environment it actually releases more of the mercury than not i just learned that recently you want to cook not not with foil i know it's very convenient you know you can you can tint things with foil but you don't want to cook with foil or aluminum pans um as Dr. Klinghart that you had on has really fantastic suggestions. I wholeheartedly recommend everything that he's doing. Um, you want to cut out foods with glyphosate. And I know that's a tricky one because this, this thing, it, it basically, it, it escorts the aluminum into the brain and that's going to be your corn. That's not organic, your wheat. That's not organic. Uh, what else, Josh, you know about these things. Um, what, what about canola, uh, oil, canola oil? So yeah, I mean, there are people like, um, People like Jordan Peterson have come out and said, I only eat meat now because he was so immunocompromised. It was the only thing that didn't make him sick. And I can, I have a guess that it's because he's got some kind of, uh, again, I'm totally guessing, but you know, somebody who's got metals going on, who had the, the anxiety and things that he's dealing with and um, meat doesn't have that. You know, meat is not going to be the part of the of the animal that's going to have the the metals in it. So it kind of makes sense from that perspective. But again, you're going to add the good probiotics to your body, the fermented dairy, fermented veggies. Um, you know, get to your local farmers if you can, people who aren't spraying on things. Now, back to what we said earlier about how these metals too cold in the first place. We want to bombard our body with the head with the good minerals right? Um, lately I've been drinking this stuff called black water and it, it, it looks black and it looks like Coke or something, but it's not, it's, it's a fulvic and humic acid, which are trace minerals that are very, very good for the body. These are the kind of minerals that you want to just wash in, internally yourself with that will help you to release some of the heavy metals that you've got going on. 
Um, another thing that I found recently that I am like totally in love with is infrared sauna. Um, if you think about it, you know, God made us so that we will detox these things naturally, but we sit in air conditioning all day. Hardly, you know, a lot of people sit down all day. They're not getting exercise or sweating. So if you're not sweating, you're not getting rid of that stuff. So this infrared sauna that I got, I am, I, I am like a different person on it. it. It gives me just waves of euphoria. I can like feel myself cleaning, cleaning from the inside out. So what, bra what brand of sauna? Um, this particular one is a far infrared sauna. Some people, have, there's a debate about near versus far. This particular one is a far called the relax sauna. Um, through, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's not the cheapest, but you'll find that some of them through Amazon are just kind of like Chinese made and they're, they're not actually what you need. You need this specific frequency of the far infrared. For some reason, you're sweating like that. You don't want to sit around for 20 minutes waiting to sweat. You just want to get it done. And then you get this like euphoria, like you've worked out because your heart rate goes up as if you did. So sweating's important. Grounding, as you know, in places where there's not dirty electricity is really, really good. Safely. And, and don't plug your grounding connection into your house. You need to get outside where there's no smart meters or, or 5G <laughs> smart infrastructure in, installed where the there's no ground voltage. You want to get into yeah. nature to ground. That's my that's my thought on grounding. And I say that because uh, I one time had a, a electrical burn on my abdomen from using a grounding sheet and plugging it into a improperly grounded electrical outlet. So that's my spiel. So... Uh, uh, what so give us some final thoughts yeah final thoughts um beside the remineralization like i'm talking about you know most water that you buy is, is kind of garbage but there are some that have the, the good minerals in there that are going to help you um, get these metals out um the other thing i want to mention that if someone is already sick if i were sick in my and I, i'm pretty healthy i'm i'm good now that my migraines are gone um but if I were sick and I, I was dealing with something I just couldn't get a handle on, I would get a hair mineral metal analysis. Now, I only know of one particular philosophy or group of people that are doing this correctly. It is very difficult. Like somebody might look at your hair and go, oh, there's no mercury in it. You're fine. But that's actually the problem because you're supposed to be spilling these metals. If there's none, then you're in trouble. That means your body's holding on to it. We should always be spilling some. So this one particular group um, that I'm going to recommend, uh, Dr. Larry Wilson, he has a website with tons of information online, but he has um, a naturopaths and different people all over the country who can take little samples of your hair and can tell you how you're doing with these metals. And um, one of the main things that they recommend, and the last thing I'll say is like glutathione is really key in helping getting the body rid of these metals like naturally. And so glutathione can come from food. Sulfur rich foods are really, really important. Garlic leaves, uh, garlic leeks, onions, uh, the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage, kale. Those are all the cruciferous. They're really good in glutathione, which is really important. And then there's selenium, vitamin C. There's so much to learn. I don't want to over, I probably over, overwhelm people already, but yeah, I mean, these are the kind of things we have to start doing. We kind of have to go back to the old way, you know, food that's, that's loved and grown in good soil and stepping out of the new way, which is phone and a, a nose and an iPhone all day. And, you know, sitting in your office surrounded by fluorescent lights, we got to like step out of that. We have to take a proactive role because if you don't, you're just, it's like, you're not going to, not if you get sick, but when it's, unfortunately, it's just how things are designed, but we can totally do this. Um, there, there are steps you can take and, uh, people like Josh and myself and others just tap into that knowledge because, um, there are a lot of people fighting this fight.
Thank you, Dana. Thank you so much. And I just want to say, like, you know, Dana's not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. She's coming from experience. She's invested much time and energy and, and money in t testing different products. So that's her perspective. So, you know, research it and talk to your, your doctor, your, your, you know, educated practitioner, let's say, and make your own, make your own decisions. But Dana, thank you so much for just your time today and your, your, your heart your soul, you're helping people. And it seems like you, you found a way to be kind of detached from the outcome, like you're just doing it in service. And so I just honor that in you. And I thank you for your time today. I encourage um, people can find you on YouTube, Dana Ashley, A-S-H-L-I-E. Yeah. Yes. And um, we'll, we'll look forward to your continued videos and, um, and, and uh, wish you um, continued success and may the YouTube um, uh, sensors not get you, may your channel be protected. It's so Good luck there, right? Well, I'll <laughs> ride that train as long as I can. I have no expectations, but thanks again so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And yes, please do your own research. Don't listen to anything I say. Get out and figure it out for yourself. But no, there is listen, 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 but own you gotta it. Be careful. Do, yeah, yeah, gotta be careful. Use discernment. Um, all right. Thank you, Dana. It's a brand new sound for radio.
for listening to Everyman Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends on social media. Goodbye.